Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How you doing? So good. Good. Well, Easter's coming up. It is. That's exciting time. And tonight we have our Monday Thursday service. Oh yeah, yeah. Looking yeah. forward to that. What is that? Monday Thursday is a recognition that the night before Christ was put on the cross, he spent that with his disciples. And that's largely thought it's Thursday. And so we gather as Christians to remember the communion that came out of the Passover feast. Right. As a, I mean, Jesus took two elements of that entire meal and made it something that we carry as Christians and call it communion uh, to this very day. Yeah. So we do that in a special evening service. Hmm. I always thought it was on Monday. I could never remember. Oh, because it was Monday? Yeah. Instead of Monday? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I could understand that. So why, are you at, why are you saying it weird like that? Don't be weird like that. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, oh, well. uh, I'm it's kind like of full. Should we do this on Thursday, Saturday? I don't know. Thursday, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. A lot of new stuff going on. Baseball season started. I'm hearing that, yes. Yeah, I don't care much about baseball either. No, but it conflicts with Bible study on Wednesday night for some of our men. What? Yes! Oh, oh for like the kids? Yeah, the kids. Baseball? Things. It's so sad, but, you know, guys have got to do what guys got to do. Oh, man. Kitty beans. I love baseball. Yeah. We didn't have baseball. No one would eat sunflower seeds, you know? That's true. Although I know a fellow who d- drives long road trips and uses a bag of sunflower seeds to oh. keep awake because he has to spend the time to get it out of its shell sure. and its mouth. And then, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that gets a little too detailed. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. All right. So today we'll talk a little bit about the Maxwell personality types. I have some questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so is this like a, like to the individual, right? Is this something that's going to help them individually? Yes, and so the disc profiles that's done through that we do through the Maxwell leadership uh, training is actually that disc has been around for probably 75, 80 years. Okay. Personality types, and and I say it goes all the way back to the Bible. You know, sure. Because I see those things in the Bible. Oh yeah, yeah. And I guess I could make that connection. As we grow as disciples, we grow better as disciples, knowing who we are first. And then we work with our weaknesses because each of us comes to life with strengths. Mm-hmm. And what Maxwell does, as well as what the Bible does, is say, okay, you come with these strengths. You don't really need to work on the strengths, but you do need to know your, di- your weaknesses. Yeah. And so what the disc profile does is say that you're strong in this area and you can use that gift in wonderful ways and then you can nurture your weaknesses, yeah. make them stronger. Or if you, and you can only get about so strong in those weaknesses. When, if you're actually a leader of a group, you're going to draw people into your team who complement you by supplementing your weaknesses. Right. And so if we don't do that process first, oh, oh you're a leader, lead. Right. And you don't realize, well, yes, I can lead, and these are this is what I bring to leadership. Mm-hmm. Then you could get tripped up really easy on your weaknesses. 
I see. Whereas if you're in a group, in a mentorship, uh, being taught, uh, getting uh, discipled, if you will, in your leadership, then uh, your mentor will say, okay, I see these strengths, and I also see these weaknesses, and this is what we can do. Okay. And so that, that's the thing about what, when Christ was discipling his disciples. He had 12, and the 12 then also had 70. I see. And so you're working more one-on-one to develop people into leaders. Gotcha. And you know it worked for the church. So, right. Well, who do you work for? Hmm? Who do you work for? I work for God. Okay. He's your boss, signs your paychecks. Well, yeah, and Jesus is the one I'm in touch with most sure. often. Yeah. Holy Spirit gives me a whooping once in a while. Oh, yeah, like so he should. Keeps me in line. So, yeah, yep. he's sort of the C part. That, mm-hmm. Like, so is, because this whole, the whole Maxwell thing is, you know, just create more leaders, right? Which we know we need in the church. We know we need to create a leadership pipeline in the church. The biggest crisis we have in the church, I'd say in our nation, is leadership. Yeah. And, and we're, we're seeing what happens when you do not develop strong leaders. Is it so? so do we need to have followers as well, or does everyone? Or is, is this is the idea to have more? Have everyone be a leader in something? Everybody pretty well brings their gifts. Uh, okay, so your D's will help work with problem solving. Okay. Your I's will be your cheerleaders, okay. the encouragers, okay. the worship leaders. So the leadership's not for everyone. It, it well, and then sixty nine percent of your people. Okay. In any given situation, are going to be S's. Okay. They're going to be the main body of the group. They're going to be the stable individuals of any given uh, organization. Is that what S stands for? Stable. Yeah, stable. Okay. Steady. Stable. Yeah. And, and then you're going to have your C's that are going to do your accounting, yeah, book work, detail, take caring, and and they're also going to bring the really good hard questions that sometimes we don't think of hmm. otherwise. And so they're minding the, the details. Right. If you don't have all four of those personalities in any given group, then uh, there, there's, an, there's uh, uh, an inequality of some sort. Yeah. It just doesn't function well. And most people don't like, they'd like to all be S's. Let's just all get along. Yeah. And they think that any good organization, if we had all S's, we'd just get along. Mm-hmm. But we need a cheerleader. Yeah. And we need the accountant. Mm-hmm. And once in a while, we need the problem solver. Yeah. And the pusher. The, uh, so many times when I'm in church groups, we see the D as the apostolic voice coming in. Oh, okay. Because the apostles were the ones that went out beyond the parameters of Jerusalem. There's the ones that took the gospel to places it would not have ever gotten. Thomas, doubting Thomas of all the disciples, ended up in India? Yeah. Give me a break. But that was his apostolic spirit. He took, mm-hmm. it, took it a long ways. Yeah. And interestingly enough, that church still exists that Thomas founded. Hmm. Isn't that wild? That is. You would Je- think that we... Jesus just knew so much. Yeah. He was so good. Yeah. And a lot of times you're just like, why would he do that? And then, yeah, later you found out. I was like, ah, okay. That makes sense now. 
yeah, I see that all the time. Yeah, it's it's that's one of those tough questions. It's like, why does God X? Why does why did Jesus this? He wouldn't surely do that if he loves us. But right. I mean, you can dig into it, well, and you then you in, then it's we dug into it last night in men's Bible study. Yeah? We were in uh, uh, John chapter eleven, and so why did Jesus wait an extra two days? after the messenger who had taken two days to get there mm -hmm. told him that lazarus was sick and you know we figured out the math and, and figured that when the messenger got there J lazarus had just died right and he waited a couple more days yeah and why because he, they said he was four days in the tomb right by that point uh to prove who he was and his disciples still had that element of disbelief that needed to be conquered mm -hmm. yeah it's a lot more you have a lot more glory to god or you can see the miracle so much easier you know when a guy you know comes to life in the morgue or in the, you know down in the basement of the hospital pulled out of the tray you know the freezer compared to you know, oh, he died on the table, and then, you know, 10 minutes later, jumps up. Right. You, know, and, you can't doubt anymore. And, and Jesus had to deal with a lot of emotion in the middle of that mm -hmm. because we see Mary coming to him and saying, if you'd have only been here. Yeah. And, and Lauren's translation from the message brought, brought out the, you know, he was troubled by that. He yeah. was upset with right. that to the point that uh, he wept. Yeah. Yeah, that hit hard on him. It hit Isn't hard. that like the only part of the Bible where it says that? Yes, eleven thirty-five. I think is the only time it says he Jesus wept mm -hmm. like that. That's cool. Shortest verse in the Bible. Yeah. But we were just talking about leadership. We went off on a little tangent there. Mm -hmm. It was good, but I, I'm still kind of interested in how. Because I see, I see this like not even necessarily with just in the church, but with you know. The United States as a whole, right? We're not the if everyone's an S, you know, we're stable. It feels good. We're doing good. As long as everything's good, we're good. You know, it's like we are getting paid X amount of dollars a month, you know, me and my wife, you know, we're not gonna take any risks, do anything crazy because we want to make sure we have just this, 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 and then it'll be just just enough for our retirement, just enough for the kids to maybe buy one book in college. And <laughs> uh, that's how it feels anymore. It's like, yeah, it holy does. crap. Um, yeah. Even in-state, community college. in-state. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you see that without taking the risk, without a little bit of confrontation, but you have to have that understanding. That's where a good leader comes in, right? True. And, and exactly what life scenario always stays in that safe zone. I mean, I, I thought I had all my life well mapped out and then Jesus called me the ministry. Yeah. You know, and then it's been wild right ever since. Mm -hmm. Even if I would have been able to do it my way, it would have had its ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, best laid plans often change. I started a business and it was starting to take off and doing good. And by fall, we would have had all our equipment paid off. And COVID came. Shouldn't have done that. And that took care of that. Yep. I mean, who would have bet on that one on in the spring of 2020? 
I don't know. It changed everything. Yeah. So our best laid plans that the S's are very comfortable with, and they don't, they, they like plans, and they like to see those schematics and things flesh out, don't happen that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, life doesn't go that way. And you need once in a while those people who say, okay, all of a sudden they're closed the church. We've got to do something else and make yeah. it happen. Yeah. So, uh, and that's just one problem. Need problem solvers. You need good people to be the cheerleaders. Yeah. To keep people looking ahead and enthusiastic and hopeful. Got to have hopeful people. And then uh, you've got to have your calculators. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're the ones that are going to rein in the crazy brains like right. me. And all of those have to have the realization that the S's at times will uh, suddenly say, well, I don't like that message, so we take care of the messenger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one's tough, too. Yeah, you got to take some risks in order to grow, don't you? And sometimes it's that, you know, that time of the where everything is really hard, really stressful. You're unsure of the future. Like, think about, uh, I think about, like, say, World War II, right? The amount of ingenuity, technological advances that happened in that, you know, there, I don't know how many of, like, the weapons that we currently have have not gotten any better since then. But they were pushed to their exactly to their edge, cutting edge for that day and time. Yeah. Yeah, like we're still I mean, we're still using some of the same stuff. Mm -hmm. Nothing has been created that was completely new. Microwaves. Yep. Yeah. All that solar panels. All those things were built back or designed back then. We've gotten a little bit better in our refining, but Right. And that's just but that's the, just strictly from the you know the people that are crunching the numbers saying this is the best way. But the push isn't there. No. And and so we've become very comfortable. Yeah. So the push isn't there for that kind of technology to happen. Yeah. Is it, so we're just focused on surviving a little bit instead of well, not necessarily maintaining comfort maintaining, instead of yeah it's, we are near death. We need to survive. Right. How are we going to do it? Now, you know, I don't want to throw the S's under the bus. No. Because we really need, especially in those times yeah. of crisis, steady voices. Yes. Oh, yeah. To come forth and, and say, yeah, this is not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. When I, my first son was born, I was a wreck because, you know, like... I didn't know you back then. No, you didn't. No. But uh, I remember texting all my friends, you know, saying what was going on. I think even uh, Carly's sister, like later on, she was like, I thought Carly was dead for sure by what you were saying. I was like, I'm sorry. You know, I had like four hours of sleep for a total of, I have, still have no idea how many days. Carly knows because <laughs> she remembers that stuff. I was like, it could have been four, five. I don't really know how long it was. Um, but yeah, some of my friends, you know, it's, it's okay. You know, this will all be okay no matter what. You know, they know what they're doing. Everything's going to be okay. Take it. And just so I could calm down a little bit. And that's, mm -hmm. that's one of those steady reaffirming things in that time where I was troubled that definitely yeah. needed.
Yeah. Oh yeah. First kid. And if there's any complications oh, with first kid, then it just adds to it. Oh yeah. And we had them all. Yeah. That was fun. I, uh, when our first kid was born, I had a similar experience yeah. because, uh, yeah. When the doctor walked away from the table and Dwayne was not breathing yet, I said, don't stop now. Yeah. You know, I was outside the window and I could see him back away from the table as there's our little boy sitting there and and he goes back and does more CPR and working on him. And, yeah. And then he took oh, off. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that first baby. Because you don't have any experience prior to know what's going on as a father. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, praise the Lord, Charlene was out at that point. And then uh, you, you don't have anything to relate to. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Is this serious compared to the last time we had a baby? We didn't have a baby last time. Right. This kind of thing. Yeah. And so when Benny was born, then mm -hmm. life was much different, right? Oh, yeah. That was a little easier. Yep. Well, first he was born the natural way, so that was a lot more fun, opposed to them, like, mm -hmm. wheeling my wife away with just thousands of wires. Like, I wish those people, those nurses, I'm going to hire them for a day to untangle all the stuff in the tractor with all of our monitors, because like 50, 50 cables wrapped all around tubes and all sorts of stuff. And it's scary, isn't it? Oh, it's ridiculous. And then the baby comes out, there's an extra cord that's wrapped around God knows what. And yeah, that's fun stuff. But praise the Lord, we've got the technology to take care of that now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. We'll, we'll move on to another question I have. Um, what is truth? How can we define truth? So, seek the truth. You know, what is the truth? Is there a different truth for you than there is for me? Or is it one? Where is it? What is it? Help. I think that truth is only solid when you boil it down to its most solid base. Mm. So in philosophy and that kind of thing, where does it start? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is there a truth that is something that we can have individually? I think it has to boil down to God. Okay. What do you believe is bigger than you are? Mm-hmm. And basically at the root of all things. Yeah. And from there stems truth. And uh, if you don't believe in God and they don't believe there is some beginning of all things, and that's where we have a lot of thoughts going back to the Big Bang and things like that. Right. Because they want to get it to something solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sort of a really shaky spot to take your solid. That was so, a Big Bang. It just, boom, it all happened. Yeah. Nah. That's I, one of those things where, it's, yeah, when... I meet someone who's not really sure what they believe and think that believing in God is silly. It's like, what do you believe? Well, I think it happened from the Big Bang. I'm like, sure, me too. I think that's what God kind of did. Bang, said, here you go. Yeah. Seven days of bang. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, what do you believe? Oh, you think that something just happened that created that from nothing? I don't know. I still, that one's hard. I still come back to the Bible. I, I, I guess about 25 years ago, I, I came to a spot and I said, you know, it was Porter Murch's truth is business and I'd already pastored several years and when it came down to really what is at the root of all this okay I came to a God that was wanting the best for me mm -hmm. willing to help me in my hardships and, and strife 
and even to the point of sending his son. And while you can read your Bible with a skeptical lens and say, boy, that's a lot of blood and that's a lot of sex and that's a lot of this, yeah. I, I read it with a God who continues to try to bring people into relationship with who he is so that he can live in them and through them and into the world in recreative ways. It's a powerful God. It's not a beat you over the head kind of ruler. Right. So when you go to truth, that's where I boil it down to. And then I, I see the challenge as, so what do you boil it down to? Because that needs to be the question when you talk about truth. Sure. If your truth is different than mine, I want to know why. Right. Well, that's why, I mean, that's kind of what started this whole thing. That's, well, when I originally, I guess it kind of started as just getting to know the new pastor. But that's right. That took a long time. Mm -hmm. We're still working on that. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you had a sermon a few weeks ago, and I kind of wrote down something from it that I really liked. All pastors, be careful what you say on Sunday morning. It came, may come back to haunt that's you. That's right. Okay. This, this is a good one. I, okay. I like this, and it, uh, I kind of wrote it down afterwards, so... You correct it if it's wrong. It's, we live in a culture where everyone seems to be talking about Jesus or the Bible and wants some sort of connection to him, but everybody wants to connect on their own terms. A Jesus that is a projection of your own desires is really just you, and therefore is not a Jesus that can challenge you, change you, help you. That kind of the... Yeah, we want a comfortable Jesus. Yeah. i found, though, that Jesus through the Holy Spirit, is going to be challenging me like a good friend. Wants me better and wants me to grow. Doesn't want to leave me broken and weak, but wants me strong. Yeah, that's good. So that's going to be a challenge. Okay. Your best friend will tell you the truth. That's true. Yeah, any good friend would. Yeah, a good friend. Yes. You may not take them for coffee for three weeks, but anyway, right, they right. will tell you the truth mm -hmm. if they're really a good friend and really want the best for you. Yep. And you know, generally you can figure out if they're right if you, based on how defensive you feel. Mm -hmm. I found that as a very telling sign. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, here's a like kind of an apologetics question. Um, is God responsible for the pain and suffering that people experience in hell? Or maybe this one's. This long. might be for next week. Okay. This is okay. Uh, Tune in next week, everyone. We'll we'll is... cover. Uh, that one might be a little bit longer than should yes. be on the end of this episode. Okay. You want to go a half hour? Another half hour? Yeah, it'd be another <laughs> half hour. I think. Okay, so we'll just we'll just go with this one. Okay. What percentage of the congregation do you think you could beat in a foot race? Uh, let's see. Maybe twelve percent. Twelve percent? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. It depends on how scared people are, is how fast they run. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with I it. That wasn't in the question. I don't know, especially with my my uh, ankle twisted up like it is. It wouldn't, you know. Sure, it's sure. Really, mm -hmm. really messed up my running game. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think if like if you made it to like the people who finished last has to put an extra certain amount into a collection plate, um, oh. something like that. You know, yeah, we, we wouldn't necessarily make it so that you would have to play fair. You know, there could be some tripping involved. Oh. I'd surely be able to, you know, beat Charlie. I don't know. Charlie's pretty good. I've heard he, him. I heard him run. You, yeah, I hear him from downstairs. Yeah, when, he's right when they're here. setting up for uh, when they're <laughs> doing Bible school, I'm up here come in around 10 and start setting up all the sound equipment mm -hmm. and stuff and get him a chocolate muffin or some other sugary thing goes. into his body and all around all around i mean just run as fast as he can i like the fact he enjoys church yes oh he loves church yeah just yeah goes round and round yeah yep it's crazy yeah once you get him away from like a screen then he's all sorts of hyped up pumped mm -hmm. up ready to rock ready to go mm -hmm. yeah rough house absolutely that's right all right. Will you pray us out? I can do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great love and mercy. And we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, you have more hope for us than we have for ourselves. And we pray, Lord, that everyone who heard us this morning will find some encouragement for their day. Lead us, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Don. Everyone, thanks for joining us. If you want to be a part of the email list or know someone who needs to be a part of the email list to get that link sent straight to their inbox, yes, uh, send us an email. It's on the bottom of the screen there, and uh, yeah, there you go, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and I'll I'll add them to the list so they can get it right in their email. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, thanks everyone. Take care. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.